0: <laughs> Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smoke and Nicole.
1: Okay, so once again, when Nicole is not present, there is always issues. First of all, for whatever reason, there's two different camera angles of me and none of the other guys, and there was also no video intro. And this happens every single time Nicole cannot be here for the start of the show. I don't know what it is. I don't know if she does this. I don't know if she purposely sabotages me like to embarrass me. But every fucking time she's not here for the beginning of the show, this should have. She's right next to me. You would have thought this was a Hollywood production. She's not here. It's like, wow, this is sad. So now it's too late, and but I'm already live. there's some fabulous
2: angles. They're fabulous angles. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I don't even know. I you don't just even... said
1: it. That's correct. Yeah. It's, it's better when she's here. I'm just like I'm baffled right now, and what what a horrible way to stop the show. I don't know how to turn off. I don't. I've never even seen this before. Where there's two angles of me, I don't know how to turn I've that never off. Never seen your
2: face before. I have deeper concerns. Well, if we cover
1: <laughs> if you just take your if you take a piece of paper
3: and cover one of that up, it, it may make it easier. You know.
1: <laughs> I am just. I am just, now. he's completely gone. All right. Oh, now, might, I got, now I got. I got my camera her. feedback. Oh, Let's got, get all the boys smoke. in here there we go i don't know what i did but i got it back so we are here unfortunately the intro video did not happen i'm not sure what happened there but and now nicole will text me to be like why did you give me shit on the air and hey facetime me super quick i can't nicole because i'm on the air with everyone else so sorry you'll have to fix this on, later nicole. anyway to, ladies and gentlemen you out, man. i know i know so we um Where's my guest of the night screen here? There we go. I had it all set up ready to go. It, it got all see this is what happened. I get all discombobulated. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Smoking Tobacco Show. I am Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and I am joined by no one else in on the Smoking Tobacco team tonight. But I am joined by some of my peers in the cigar media. We have. I, I don't know if it's the same on the other way. I'm going to go for the way I see it on my screen. To my top right, I have Mr. Matthew Tai and Garrett Robinson from How About That Cigar? How About That Cigar? How uh, About That Cigar? Right below me, I have Mr. Bear Duplissy of El Oso Fumar. And in the bottom right, we all know who this guy is. This is, this is probably our favorite person amongst our peer group. Uh, my co-host on the Spare note show, we are not worthy. Yeah. It is our unofficial cigar dad, Mr. William Cooper. What's up, buddy? How are you? You guys, are, you guys, you guys are too kind. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, just, here, I'm, just
3: here
2: for, I'm just here, for the free samples. Man.
1: Yeah, getting it started. <laughs> as far as that goes.
2: <laughs> I, 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 I'm to- I feel totally misled because I thought I was gonna be on Spare Pots and here I am with these guys. What the fuck? <laughs> spare Pots.
1: Um. The uh the the show tonight is is a special one. It is uh, there is no other there's no guest. I mean I as much as I you know you guys are guests here, but there's not really like an outside guest. Um, it's it's all of us together. Um, thinking about PCA. This is the last show before PCA. That will we will not be doing a show and spare notes will not be broadcasting next week. Uh, those are going to be the off week for both shows because uh, we will all be in Las Vegas. So I I was thinking about those and I'm like, you know what? Like, no guest. Let's get some of the boys together. Let's just be together because that's you know what it, this is the beginning of us all being together. Uh, and let's talk about the trade show. Well, you know, things that we're 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 going to see, things that we we think we're going to see, things that we hope we see, and maybe some stuff that we don't want to see. Uh, is kind of the the main theme, but we can branch through that in terms, you know, very specific topics about different things. Um, we were all at the show last year, so we, we can all speak, you know, from experience of that. That was a very small show. Uh, Coop, uh, I think, Coop, is the the longest attending person to the trade show that's in this group right now. So, uh, his memory probably goes back the furthest, if I'm not mistaken, um, and so he can give us even more insight going really back but when you know in the last couple of years um comparing it, it was a very very small show big four were not there there was a handful of other manufacturers and boutiques that weren't there we also as a recap you have to remember that last year was the pandemic situation um also because of that for in addition to all the other reasons uh tpe took place eight weeks before the pca show there was a lot of people who didn't want to make you know two trips to Vegas for a trade show eight weeks apart. So that had some impact going into the 2022 trade show. I expect to see, I and mean, I think it's almost a given at this point, this show is going to be much bigger than the show last year. Um, kind of a little bit more. There's still the big four still won't be there, but a lot of other people have returned to the show. I think we're going to see more of a full strength show this year in a general sense. Um, you know, obviously the, the, the big four and their big booths won't be there, but I think it'll still be a big show. Um, I, I'm going to start this off really quick, and I'm going to ask everyone, first of all, what are you all smoking? I'm going to start with how about that cigar, then we're going to go to Bear, and then we're going to go to Coop. And that's going to be pretty much the order of how we mm-hmm. answered the questions tonight, just to keep it easy for me and my clockwise order here.
4: I am starting with the King's Gold by Adventura in Corona. Hmm. and
0: uh, I've got the Undercrown 10 in the Toro size.
1: Nice. Cigar of the Year.
2: Bear, what you got? Uh, I am still recovering from double pneumonia, uh, so I am not going to be smoking tonight. Um, I haven't had a cigar since the last time I uh, was so so fortunate and so privileged to be a part of How About That Cigar uh, earlier uh, this month, so that's the last cigar I had.
1: All righty. And Coop, what are you firing up tonight?
2: Well, in honor of Bear, I fired up a
3: Crux Epicure Maduro Gordo. Big there you go. 6x60. Six yeah. Because Gordo's a Vitolas too. There it is.
2: There it is. <laughs> well, yep. Everyone sees what I put up with. This is fantastic. Roll <laughs> tight. It's
1: all it's all love. It's all love. We, Jeremiah Marafell is watching with us tonight, and as Jeremiah will say, as he knows, exactly. it's all love. And if you don't do it's it with passion, then don't do it at all. Congratulations, oh. to
3: Jeremiah. By the way, uh, big announcement today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Really exciting news. So, uh, congratulations. Mm. And can I just can I just say, um, those cigars look fucking awesome. Like,
3: wow. Interesting. Well, look, look. Good news! Is I can rate Jose Blanco's humidor. I'm sure he he's gonna have a ton of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow! Even when Jose is not here, that double
2: that double robusto size is money too. Like I, I
1: love years. the double, and I love that size. Actually,
3: that's one of my yeah. favorite sizes. So I'm I'm very excited about that. That's gonna be a. I'm telling my kids, you know, come Christmas time, Daddy wants you know, Daddy wants a, <laughs> a little wants a little, little here, You know.
1: I love it so when he Next time, Patty. You know you know, what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Everyone time out. So for the audience watching at home, you, there's a green room. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes things that happen with us, you know. Conversations happen before the show. We don't just show up three minutes before we go live like Coop seems to think that uh, certain people can do because they're entitled to, to not having to have any technical issues. But besides that, we, there was a conversation made, and I was talking about how much I love the Cigar Coop team. That's why they're here. Um, you know tonight, and you know mm-hmm. I was talking about you know what each member brings to the table, and you know Bear brings the sex appeal, and I said you know and, and Coop is is like you know he, there's and there's Ben and and there's Aaron there's other people that are part of Cigar Coop too, um, but you know but because of that group you know Coop's like the leader he he is Cigar Coop you know so he he's like the dad of the group you know he, he and the, you guys are all his children below, and it kind of turned into Coop's the daddy of the situation, and then he's <laughs> just like oh so daddy's gonna want some Uber luxury. It was just the perfect time for that comment to come out, and you guys didn't know about that other conversation, so it, it wasn't as oh. funny for you. But now you understand. Coop is now calling now, himself daddy, and it's hilarious. Well, it's conscious. actually kind of funny and as I, far I, as I I that just, goes. I've
2: worked with this man for five. I've worked for this man for, with. We've worked with this man for five years, and I don't know if I've ever fucking heard him use the word daddy. And it, it's, <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> I spoke to each of my kids today
3: um, on the phone, which is rare. Like the two don't live here and the two. I spoke to all four of my kids today, which is kind of a rarity these days. So I guess it was just in me, you know, and then, you know, that, that's how that happened. I think. More, oh, it was, it was in you? Right. I think it was a little in me. Yeah, you know, I got a call from my daughter. I thought I was going to get, you know, like I thought she was going to tell me, hey, it's, grandchildren are coming. That wasn't the case, unfortunately.
1: Qu- Quentin said <laughs> so, Matt and Garrett are the sex appeal for sure. I mean,
2: man, that's that's true. I think that's just that's, Quinn's that's ra- the, uh, like w- 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 jealous rage over my beard. I think that's what it is. I was just <laughs> oh. going
4: to say. <laughs> so Barry, you has the best seat in the house right now. I'm just saying.
1: Oh boy. Uh this this, <laughs> like, this is Bear, what happens is when we all get together. It just it gets away the best from us. Well, why what, what what are we talking about on the show tonight? I forget. We are talking about Coop and Daddy? Or yeah, we... let's, let's talk no, about uh, anything else. Yeah, we talking about PCA, which no one cares about. You know?
3: <laughs> as far as that so, goes. Matt,
4: if I can, yeah, <laughs> I up. have, I have some contrasting um, information to your opening statement about uh, turnout at the PCA, and not from a manufacturer standpoint, but from oh, a retailer standpoint. Here we
1: go. We're jumping right into it. All right, here we go. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're
4: yeah. going. So, mm, as Garrett, hold on to... one second.
1: So, sorry, I forgot to. I just I forgot to say. Um, cause I didn't say what I was, I'm smoking the La oh, right yeah, Serena oh, Mexican yeah. mermaid. Um, just love that cigar. Just so that way I, well, I get that covered. Great I, cigar, I, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, it's great. It's phenomenal, but I'm sorry, Garrett, you were speaking. Go ahead.
4: No, that's all right. So as I travel around the Midwest and I talk to retailers, the thing that I'm hearing is I'm getting about 50% of them that are actually going to the show. Reason being all of them can get the same deals, by staying home than they can if they went to the show. So we should also bring up the conversation. Welcome to the oh, last 10 are... years. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah that, that's, and,
3: that's the, yeah.
4: You know, and we know that that's been an issue for a while that they were strict on it for a long time. Um, IPCPR days and, you know, T- going back to TR and now we are in a position where retailers can get the show deals even if they don't attend the show. So what I'm seeing is about 50% of my Midwest market is not attending to the show mostly because of that. And they save, you know, if there's a three person team for a show, they're gonna save ten grand.
2: You
4: yeah. know why why would they go?
3: Yeah, I mean- and this is this has definitely been a problem. And and I think some of the stuff you see in the PCA start to do it's to start to build the experience component to the show, which I think ultimately is going to dictate the success of this event long term. They just can't build this into a ultra experience in one year. It's going to take a few years to do it. But they're taking some, I'd say, baby steps this year to do that um, because the, Garrett, that problem will never go away. TPE has the yep. same exact problem, by the way. And it, it doesn't get talked about TPE because it's incentives for people to go to TPE and if those incentives as long as those incentives are there no one's going to complain about the deals of TPE not being there
2: look can we just call it what it is like that the like the cigar industry like plays like this tough guy tough guy tough guy tough gal card all the time like there are a lot of gruff people in this industry they they flaunt a lot of edge and stuff like that but they they're they're going to take care of their customers and you know what that's not a bad thing i'm not right. like so like they want to take care of their people they want to take care of their people but but it's, it's, it's always going to be a problem unless you figure out how to address it. So, and I think that's where, I think that's where these, you know, these, I think that's where they're starting. I know Coop's going to have something to say after I say this, but I think that's where they're starting with some of these PCA exclusives and this track record that they're going to go down. If they can keep up momentum and they keep, and they keep building upon it. I think, I think they will have some things that will move the needle and get more people, get more people to Vegas or wherever the show's going to be here in a couple of years. Mm-hmm.
0: Well I'll say that my mind has been changed over the last two years about this because i I felt very staunchly uh a few years ago that the the p c a as an organization should dedicate their their time resources and money to the regulatory um work and the that the trade show the pCA trade show um, can can afford to be you know a little bit lesser. Uh, as long as the money that isn't going to the trade show is going to the regulatory efforts, but I have completely done a one eighty on that. That that the after seeing what the TPE did this year early earlier this year, um, in my opinion, the the PCA as an organization, if they want to continue growing and getting more members, uh, not only more members, uh, retailers and uh, manufacturers uh, being active members of the organization. Um, this trade show, uh, this convention and trade show needs to be an unmissable event. Yes. That all their friends in the industry say, I can't believe you weren't there. You have no idea what you missed. What an incredible time we had at this PCA convention and trade show.
3: You know, Matt, I, I, that's a great comment you make because I wasn't at TPA, and I did like, and I did have a little bit of this notion. This, not a lot. I had this notion. I, like, I really should have been there. I know I told Bed at, and I told a few guys that, you know. And I felt like I missed something out, and I think that's a great thing. That's a, that's a great way to put it. TP definitely hit the mark. I think TP's got some other issues still, but, but I think sure. they put on they put on. Like I said something that was unmissable for January. It just kicked the year off. Now PCA, it's in their court to do the same exact thing. That's right. a right. And
0: I don't fault them. I don't yeah. fault them for last year's trade show. You know, it's in the past. First of all, second of all, they had very little time to actually put the trade show together. So I don't fault them for that. But um, my mind has been changed. So I think I think it would be in their best interests, in our best interest as PCA members. If this trade show and if this convention of trade show is is absolutely off the chain, lights out, unmissable. Um, because that's just going to get more people there and involved.
2: I I, I don't want to discount your point at all, Matt, because I, I, I do agree with it. Um, but can, isn't there something just more simplistic about this? Isn't TPE just the, the the shiny new toy? Isn't it just the new kid on the block? I know I recognize that TPE uh, has been around for much longer, but they haven't been as opening and welcoming to the premium cigar industry and been able to spotlight them as they have in the years, the last few years past and stuff. And that's been a great decision on their part that really has. So that's, that's fantastic on them, but isn't that what it really is? I mean, honestly, I mean, five I years ago, I mean, five years ago, no one get, no one in this industry really cared. There were people that went, yeah. but they didn't really care.
4: No, and that's fair. But if you look at all of the things that the TPE did for all of its attendees, Um, not only that, but the, the cigar industry, as far as making, uh, media accessibility, the parties that they throw, the, the access, the money they throw out.
2: Yeah, you're right. Okay. You know,
4: I'll let you, you know, sorry. (laughs) They put on a show that you wanted to be at, that you felt like you didn't want to miss. It has, I mean, no matter what cigar industry event it is, we're all going to have a blast there because we're going to see each other. It's going to be like a family reunion. That part is a given. It's the extra stuff on top of it that, that separates the show, you know, the, the shows from each other. And like Matt said, you know, last week, we, in several weeks, we hope that the PCA took some notes on a lot of the things that t- TPE made from... Um, making all of their attendees and um, uh, uh, exhibitors exhibitors that's the word I was looking for um, feel a part of an an amazing event. Um, they really hit a home run, and yes, it is capitalizing. Uh, they're doing a great job. TPE is doing a great job of capitalizing on seeing the PCA struggling over the last few years in some areas and they're bulking up on that relationship with the cigar industry. I don't fault them for it. And I, I think it's great, but to your point, I think they're more than just a, a a shiny new toy or designer drug. They are actually putting their money where their mouth is.
2: Well, they have the designer drugs across the aisle, but that's, that's another thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Um, but, um, no, I, I think, I, again, several, several very valid points there, Garrett. Um, and to your point about media coverage, you know, I mentioned, I dropped a second ago that, you know, when we were, we were yucking it up a little bit with Coop, but the, you know, I have worked with this man for five years. And I can tell you, I mean, in that amount of time, when I first started working with him, like when we were going to attend our first trade show together as a group, and he was telling me things like hey you have to understand this is the way it is this is what we're fighting for i know that this is this this is unfair and this like just certain concessions the media just didn't get i mean uh, and it's not really worthwhile bringing them up because i'm not going to dredge with the past but those things have been a lot of those things have been reconciled oh um oh they've done a I great mean, job this in year a with huge that. Way. i mean remember one of our running jokes until this year i mean we even uh, uh, mcTavish brought this up in a in a chat uh, earlier it was like hey are we still going to bet if we get turned away at the door and we're like, no, that's just, that's not an issue anymore. For early access. I mean, that was a problem. That was a problem. problem. Media was a quote unquote allowed in certain cases and people were still, you were still having to like almost flex in order to get in and be like, no, I'm media. That's not a problem anymore. They've made it, they've made it really accommodating for, for our peers. To see.
3: Yeah. Bear, Bear made that point. I know Matt and I talked about this. And Barry and I talked about this. To see the media sites on the PCA website is nothing short of a, a day I never thought I'd see that happen. They yeah. put our yeah. brands up there alongside some of the very traditional print magazines.
1: Cigar fishing. you know, and,
3: and yeah, yeah. Journal. But I mean, we were all we were all there, and that's a big step. It, it is a you don't. I think it's a quant. It's finally because we were the damn bloggers 10 years ago. <laughs> we, we, like, people didn't want us there. They they were looking for any excuse to kick us out of the trade show. If something yeah. got stolen, we were the ones blamed for it. It's come a long way. It, it really has. It, is it perfect? Is, is per- no. But it's we're in a mu- – like Bear said, compared to when he started doing this with me five years ago, we're in a much better place. I'm just telling you. We were in a bad place a few, uh, many years ago. Is what I'm just I'm still you. waiting so for is...
2: someone to refer to me as a damn blogger just so I can say I'm not a blogger, I'm a superstar.
3: There's
2: only a, like, <laughs> I think the blogger name kind of, I, I think the blogger name went away about three or four years ago. It's kind of funny because
3: yeah. we were bloggers, like everyone just calls us bloggers. Now, now it's like bloggers hardly use because everyone does video coverage one way or another. So. Yeah. well
1: there's multiple facets of what we do I mean we, we you know we do podcasts we do video interviews at the show we do yep. write-ups we do blogging we do press release you know there's a lot of things we do It's not just I just write in my blog and that's it so blogger I mean we talked about this on spare notes um, yep. you know it, the, the blogger term doesn't really apply yep. um, either way so yep. uh, anyone who thinks that we're there's bloggers, still a couple left. I mean there's like Craig. I, mean, I think Craig is still doing just Craig. Craig is the pure
3: Craig is the pure blogger out there, yeah. is what I'll say. And he's really good at it. That's not a, a knock. He like yeah, that personal yeah. agile. Yeah, it's it's that's a that's a blog.
1: Yeah. He yep. does it better than that. Yeah. Um you know, one of the uh one of the booths that we saw. So there was a couple of new new I don't want to how do I want to wear this? There was some bigger new players last year. And you know, obviously number one, the biggest thing that everyone wanted to see at the show last year was Michael Herklotz and Ferry Otego make their debut, not only at the show, but it was literally months after the announcement of the formation of that company. So that, and that was really the first time a lot of us got to see Michael in person since the announcement of Ferry Otego and what was going to be happening with that. Um, and he came to the show, no cigars to sell. Uh, but again, uh, I he's a few months in to being publicly out there, so um, but the boxes were there. We got to see him. We got to talk to him. Just just being there to connect, uh, not even for us, but even the retailers, you know, just to, to see him and talk to him and ask their questions. About, All right, so like, how is this going to work? Uh, that was a huge thing last year. It was really great to see him. He was at TPE. Uh, he's going to be there next week. Very exciting. Another one that came onto the scene that I've heard. A, I've heard. Like, really good things, and then I've heard, and I wouldn't say horrible things, but, like, questionable, like, people were very skeptical, was uh, El Septimo uh, came onto the scene last year at the trade show, and uh, that was a very interesting booth. And there was people who thought it was the greatest thing, That and then their cigars are, are different, a little interesting. If you've seen their pricing, it's a little high, um, that higher than, you know, the average for the higher end, like Davidoff, Byron, Atabay, um, some of the Padron stuff. Uh, even some of the opus stuff um to my not i'm trying to remember so it i believe they're making their their uh they're coming back to the show this year um they uh coop i actually i actually sent you something i need you to look at your phone um what what was your what was your i'm just curious because i don't, even know- don't make
2: friends secrets don't make friends matt but that's cool yeah
1: Oh wow! Really? Okay. It's not even like that. I just I need some advice on something. Um, and
0: uh, he I sends said, the press release to Coop, but not to us.
2: It's not yeah. a
1: press release. Yeah. You, know you know what? what, you, know
2: Coop, what? Coop, you know what? Coop's earned it though. It's all good. Yeah, Coop all right, has so, earned it.
0: Coop, yeah.
2: yeah. So, I'll, so I'll, I'll take the I'll take the I'll take the torch here, Matt. If you don't. Since, like, since you interrupted me, you might was, as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. And I, and I mean this with the sincerest amount of, sincerest amount of respect because I, I I do think your point about Michael debuting Ferry Otego at the show had uh, incredible merit. I think it was very exciting, and I think it was a success for him. But I don't know if you intentionally used these words. You really think that was the that was the that was the story of the show last year? I'm not trying to pick a fight with you. I'm just I'm just curious to get your insight. Yeah, yeah no product. There. That that's kind of where I was going with that too. Well, I don't
1: know. Maybe I worded that
2: incorrectly. Maybe I
1: wear that incorrect, no, but I,
2: it's your opinion, man. I'm again. I'm not trying to pick a fight with you. I just, you know, I'm I'm appreciating your insights. So I'm just asking yeah. a question. I, I think I I think what I meant yeah. to say
1: is he was one of the most anticipated people to see, just given. Okay. Now okay. I know I know he had no product there, but I, I to me it felt that he was one of the more, not the most, but one of the more anticipated people to see, just given how you know the new company and all that. Blah okay. questions. Uh, he oh, did I not have, say, okay. he did not have product there, so I mean obviously yeah. that. If you take that into consideration, there's people there actually selling cigars, taking orders. He really wasn't. So that you have to, obviously that takes that out of the equation. But I just meant in the sense that he was there, the company was still, you know, months into its you know conception at that point, And I think a lot of people were excited to see him there and, and this and that. And that's really all I meant by that. Um, so I, I do think that that was a a big point of the show that he was there, this new company. A lot of people were speculating, like, does he stay in the industry? Does he leave? Yeah. Does he start his own shop? So when yeah. all of that happened during this the, the, that that four or five months there, yeah, I think that it was a it was a it was an interesting point in a highlight that people you know were excited to see him there. Now, of course, he didn't do business, so I I understand that that's where you guys are probably looking at, and I I really wasn't putting that into the consideration for what I said, um, just to clear that up.
3: No, I get that. Yeah, I I guess I thought going into the show, soccer was gonna be the big story because he had the pipe tobacco cigars. The that was cigars. another one, yeah. Um, but I think it became a little anticlimactic once he announced it. Um, and he still had a great show. Don't get me wrong. And people got to try those cigars and everything. But I think our team came out of the coalition team came out of it, and we said, I think we said bear correctly, Crown Heads Ace Prime was the one like was the boost that like stole the show. We thought this year that year last year just everything they uh, were yeah. doing
2: and... yeah i agree um yeah i, I thought there, yeah. Was, there were several incredible and I, I think i think to matt's point i think i think ferrie was um was a huge story it a and story. i think it was, it was me, a huge story and yeah. It was, yeah and i think it was a phenomenal success um really i mean considering all factors right it was a phenomenal success for, for michael and brennan they had to they had to they had to walk away feeling Feeling incredibly, well, I, incredibly good. I about would say position.
0: My, what I took away from the Ferry Otego thing from last year is it proved it was a prime example of how the trade show is about way more than just writing orders. It's about FaceTime, it's about relationships, it's about, it's about interacting. And um, I think Michael Herklotz and Ferry Otego proved that at the trade show last year. Because they, they got so much buzz. And, and, I mean, we're I'm sorry, but we're, si- we're still sitting here a week away Talk. from this year's trade show talking about her clots at last year's trade show. That's yeah. meaningful.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And I agree. It's a good point. That's a very good point. Very good point. You, know, you, think, know. You, you think about it, we're talking about a guy who last year was at the trade show not selling any product, and we're still talking about it. Yeah. You're 100% yeah. right.
4: But yeah. what cigar – do you guys remember what cigar was the biggest buzz at last year's show in in your opinions because for me it was the culmination in the first time ace prime and um um crown heads crown heads finally did uh, a booth together and you know really came together and they debuted the serie e the sergeant um those you know and that mil Diaz was i think kind of the the pride of the show in my opinion it had the most buzz well i don't i don't think stuff. just
0: to i don't think because we weren't at the 2019 trade show but i believe they were together at the 2019 trade show is that correct
2: no i uh, know they were not they were actually no Ace, they, oh, they were not i know that
0: <laughs> okay yeah well and I'll, here's something i'll throw in really quick is bear mentioned uh, Ace Prime and, uh, and Crown Heads last year uh, being, you know, really one of, if not the most talked about uh, uh, exhibitors after the show was over. And honestly, I'd say they're poised to do it again
3: I, at this oh year's trade show. With Tim? With Tim there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: and even before the Tim announcement, there was a lot of... You know stuff that they have that that they have was, uh, you no. know in in the magazine ready to you know ready to send up. So I think they're poised to do it again.
1: Yeah, you know, it's in, I, I agree with with Crown Heads and Ace Prime. I thought that was big. Someone mentioned you know Sock with Stillwell. Nicole just commented. I I still think that Stillwell had buzz. I think that's the other one that I think had a lot of uh, interest because people were generally interested. Like okay, so it's a very interesting concept. How's this going to go? And then. I feel like the feeling on that conversation from everyone I talked to, whether they said it or they insinuated it, it was always the phrase in the back of my mind. And I think it was for everyone else. Well, Sokka's doing it. So this should be good. Or
3: if someone else did it, they would be laughing at them. And yeah. certain, oh, yeah, certain well, people you, did it.
2: What do you? When you have a rep- when you have a reputation like Steve does you yeah. can you, you yeah. there's obviously there's obviously some freedoms that you can have that you won't receive the the criticism that somebody else would if somebody else had done this I mean you're right you're absolutely right I think the it would have it would have been received differently
1: like I perfect... say it won't
2: be re- it wouldn't have been received well it would have been received differently
1: like let me give you an um, example like to to your point bear right so let's say uh, not and not just because you're sitting in front of the banner, but just because they're a big name and it pops up to me. Let's say Alec Bradley said they were going to do that project instead of soccer last year. We
2: mean like Lars Teet two years before that.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No,
2: it was it was a, no, it was a different direction for them. You're absolutely right, and yeah. it was. Um, um. I think I think uh, you know, I think Alec Bradley did um. Played the Lars Teetan card uh, about as well as they could considering how unique and different and an offshoot that it was. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You're, I think, I think you're right there because, uh, if, if we substitute Steve Sokka in that place of, of like, Oh, Steve Sokka and Lars Tietan are teeing up. It would have been complete. It would have been received completely different Mm -hmm. and, and different vibe and stuff. So that's not saying that Alec Bradley did anything wrong. Like I said, I thought they, they executed it pretty well at the time. Um, it seems like that that project's kind of gone by the wayside and everything, but yeah.
0: never to be uh, heard from again.
2: But I think, uh, but yeah, I think that's I, I think you're absolutely right, Matt. There's a really valid point there as far as that. Yeah, you know, yeah. If anyone does it, it's 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 completely valid. You you brought up another company too. Can I? Uh, I, I I I snicker every freaking time I hear it. I can't help it. Um, I just really can't because every time I hear the name El Septimo, I just think of septic tank. I just do. I know it means the number seven. I know it means the number seven. I know the number seven's on their labels. I know their cigars are good. I've had a couple pretty good. Um, and, but I mean, can we, like you, you mentioned them as a big story. Like do the takeaway that I heard everyone came, who went to their booth is like, ah, they got nice stuff. It's expensive. That's the only thing yeah. I heard. And that's the only thing I have heard. They had a monstrous opportunity when, freaking matt stafford is smoking one of their cigars at the super bowl parade after he wins the super bowl he's smoking an el, he's smoking an el septimo and there was there was nothing there was nothing people had to point it out Oh, this is media like, relations. We're so good at it in the cigar industry. <laughs> oh, I know. Man, they, I mean, talk about talk about talk about some blown opportunities, man. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I know. I'm sure, like, yeah. I'm, sure I'm going to write a book on there. I'm going to
3: write a book on blown opportunities in the cigar industry one day. Nice. I, could, I could come up with hundred sh- of. Them. Yeah, the the But you're right. The tell they tell should
2: all. have a, they should have in the booth if if El Septimo is at the PCA trade show. They should have a. They should have a blown-up picture of Matt Stafford smoking their they cigar. They should have an invite to him, him to come to the booth.
0: Coop, I ref- yeah. I refuse That's to it. listen to the audiobook of your of your book unless you do the narration.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a question. Here's a question. Shot out of a can at random. Does anyone know what cigars the Braves smoked after their World Series win last year?
3: Not That's a case. Ben question.
1: Really? None of you yeah. know?
2: It was Padron. Uh, I uh, don't know. Patron. It was Padron. Yeah. If I had, yeah, Padron, Padron. makes a lot of appearances. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Padron um, does make a lot of appearances. Yeah. So the New England, yeah, uh, New England Patriots yeah. a few years back with the yep. with the, the humidor. Yep. Um, was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean it's the, um, y- y- Yaxel Ortiz, for the Cavaliers. Yeah, Yaxel
0: Ortiz. That was that the, was a deep. They got crash. more,
3: and they did. And by the way, that little company really did try to. Capitalize on it. That'll say that. They, they really did. They did. They deserve credit. As they I mean, should. They so yeah, they were <laughs>
1: smart. And then there was um, there was the photo of Bruce Arians at the press conference, uh, and he had the Atabay in his pocket with the label like right there. It was I don't know if anyone yeah. caught that. Um, so th- th- that was another one. So I mean, every time you know, and every time that, and then there was a there was a picture of him like sitting out by the bus after a game and he was smoking an Opus X. Anytime that someone's smoking any cigar, it should be. You know, take advantage of that yeah. opportunity. It's huge. Bear's right. I mean, it's like they just like, oh, then, yeah, whatever. For a brand that's trying to get into the U.S. market, uh, you know, Padron, and Fuente, and and you know, they've been around a little bit. I, I get it, but like, you're 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 new to this market, and you have a, a superstar. smoking your spoken to cigar at the Super Bowl parade. And... <laughs> if if that, well, was this, is how, this is how
3: you do We know Carney would have been all over that. Right? I mean, I'm just oh, saying, people all... would have
2: been. Well, just take a look at the flex that Guy Fietti did. Right, he launches a cigar, so it's big in our world right yeah it's big in our world and it's a huge story because it's guy fieri with with uh with eric espinoza and what a what a po- project that is and they're continuing that momentum into the trade shows so kudos to them good cigar. But what a flex by guy fieri does he's at the freaking nba all-star game and all he does is sit down and he's got a cigar in his mouth the whole, he's got the knuckle sandwich in his mouth the whole time and the entire yep. world's like What's he's wait? Guy Fieri cigar, and it gets mentioned on air on ESPN or TNT or whoever yeah. was covering it. Like that's what you need to do. That's true. That's yeah. what you need to do.
1: Yeah, that that whole Espinoza the knuckle sandwich thing. <laughs> Train left the station on that one. It was just steamrolling. I think ahead. they're
0: going to be. I think they're going to be absolutely swamped at the trade show.
1: <laughs> they're going to be um, chaotic there. So is I'll Guy say, going yeah. to the
3: trade show?
0: Uh, from from what reports. I understand, he will be there
4: for
3: a limited oh, yeah. time. For a limited on, time
0: on one day. I, one day. I don't recall it's right a, now which it, day it is.
3: I think it's day two, the day they're doing the. Uh, so Sunday. Espinosa. yeah, that's when Espinosa is hosting
1: the happy hour. Okay, yeah. so yeah, that probably makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Just so, yeah. You, but, just, but, just so I don't, I don't want to
2: embarrass you, Cube. I'm just, I'm not bringing my Diners, Drive, and Dives cookbook, so just you, so you you, know, I don't want to. Do you, you.
3: If you thought the line for Big Poppy was big uh, three years, four years ago. This is gonna be worse is what I'm telling yeah. you. This is gonna be worse. And I I would not wanna be Hector Alfonso that day. Worse
2: worse in the best way though. Worse worse possible.
3: worse as far as the line goes, is what I'm saying. I would not wanna yeah, be Hector the best Alfonso possible that day. Way. Yeah. Hector will be ready to take a.
1: Uh, he'll go crazy that
2: day. Carpal, carpal tunnel for the amount of orders they're going to write, man. It's going to be baller. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a yeah, great move. It, it, it's going to be huge for them. They're going to have a great show. That's what
2: you need. Yeah. Yeah, That's they're going to have need. a. they show. You a great made the show. point earlier. El Septimo needs to bring in Matt Stafford. You know, they should yeah. have him there. Someone so, should invite. Someone should invite Joe Burrow. He should be there. Yeah, yeah. Like he made. He made well, the car smoking State's cool. Not going.
0: Well, he likes he likes tobacco special, and, and Drew Estate's not going to be at the trade show. So,
2: uh, Mark, he likes you know, cigars. And someone could say, you know what, Joe, hang out with us in the booth. You like he likes cigars. LFT, doesn't
3: he? Doesn't Joe like LFT? It may be he the does. only thing
2: I can think of why Joe
3: would not be at the trade show in all legitimate purposes. That's right up against training camps opening, so that that could be a reason. I mean, a that's legitimate true. reason. Yeah, uh, Mark, How to
1: answer to, Mark to answer your question, Steph Curry was spoken to Hoyo de Monterey after the NBA Finals. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan
4: at the foundation. Habanos
1: booth. Yeah. How cool well, would that well, be? All I know
2: yeah. is uh, the, the Colorado Colorado. Joe Rocket? Rogan at the foundation.
1: Sorry, we had like multiple conversations going here. Yep. Yep. So Go ahead. Joe, Joe Rogan.
0: Yeah, if Joe, how awesome would it be if Joe Rogan showed up to the, the uh, foundation booth? I don't think it's going to happen. Joe Rogan, oh, and Guy I got one.
2: Yeti at the same PCA trade show. Shut the fuck up. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe not as exciting, but here's another one. Uh, Jeremy Piven shows up to the Lusione booth. Mm-hmm. That'd Dude, be all think right. All from what I this, is, yeah.
3: Yeah. From what I understand, that's not happening. Yeah. That, From what I understand, I'll just kind of leave it at that. That is not happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But you're Joe, right. Joe Rogan would be sweet, though. That would be.
3: I mean, Armand Desante was there a few years ago. It was, it was a big deal when Armand was there.
1: Russell right. Peters uh, was in Rocky's booth last year. Mm-hmm. At the yeah, last we day. interviewed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Rick, Rick Rick Ross was there. I had no clue who the guy was. I mean, yeah. when? Wait, like, you don't wait, fucking wait, know who Rick
1: Ross? Wait, 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 wait. When was Rick Ross there? Uh, 2018. 2018. 2018. Oh, okay, it wasn't that.
3: 2019. I'm like. I'm like, well, who's Rick Ross? I know. That was my that became like my slogan for the whole show. I had no idea who he was. Like, there's this huge crowd in the Drew State Blues. Like, who's this guy? It's Rick Ross. I'm like, who's Rick
2: Ross?
1: I know, dude.
2: Carmelo Car- Car- <laughs> was a big draw too that year as well yeah. when he was there.
1: You know, we've had yeah, this conversation was. about the celebrity um, cigars that come out with the collab the celebrity collaborations and. I feel like they could be very hit or miss. Either they're really good or they just kind of drop off. I know. I think Poppy was a good one. Um, that one's gotten a lot of buzz. That that, that line has continued that's had to grow. Some leg, that's
2: kept some legs. Yeah, that's had some legs that that's one. Kept some leg, yeah, because they keep it going. That's the thing is that a lot of these celebrity yeah. cigars stop. And
1: that's mm-hmm. been
2: your biggest yeah. question, Coop, about with, with with sincerest respect to what they're doing at Espinoza. And all, all signs are pointing to the positive. But that's been your biggest question right. since day one is, are they going to be able to keep up this momentum? Is Guy Fieri in this for the long haul? And that's a pretty valid question. The cigar well, stands on was, its own, in my opinion. Well, they do that they the mean. That was a
4: conversation that Eric Espinosa actually had told Guy Fieri no for over a year. Yeah. And Guy Fieri had to say, dude, I am in this for the long haul. I'm going to, like, I'm not just running away from this. And he had to prove to, <clears throat> excuse me, Eric, that he was committed to this project is not just another celebrity thing that that goes away and he's proven
2: that
3: yeah and I'm, a, I'm, know, if, 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 I'm sorry i'm sorry god there
2: is has anyone else talked about the elephant in the room that this was to me this was i mean I'm, I'm i'm thrilled for eric and and hector and i think the team up has been fantastic Was has anyone else talked about the elephant in the room that this was surprising that It wasn't him and Matt Booth, because him and Booth go back. I mean, they go back before they were both famous.
0: Yeah, that's how
2: deep and long that friendship is. Yeah, I think Booth told him no.
0: Yeah, Booth told him no.
1: Reasons unknown, but we know that he said no. This was a better
3: move. With all due respect to Matt, this was a better move for Guy, because Eric's got a
1: factory. You know, Matt has to contract it out. There's a big difference with that, and I think yes. Matt, Matt probably brought him to Espinosa. I mean, I don't know for sure. I but think so. Yeah, That's he correct. probably said no, but I'll get you in touch with someone who will.
3: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You know, but the big thing, you know, if you heard primetime last Thursday, there's a third, there's a third knuckle sandwich coming out at the trade show. You'll probably see yeah. the details of it, and I think that was a very smart move by Espinosa, keeping the momentum yes. going. Because now you know what—six yes. months already is a long time. You know, people Ride get bored. Oh, no. Right now you way. got something new, and they're, they're going to have a. a it's going to be a box press Figueroa. There should be more details coming out in the next few days. But so that's a smart move they're doing to keep the momentum going. So again, Bear, you're right. The signs are going. They're doing a good job at this, um, for sure. You know, I want. I mean,
1: I just, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I just want to add Exciting. on to what Coop was saying because you know you have that. Yeah, Aspinoza, I think, is going to be one of the one of the best booths at the show this year. They have a lot going on. They have that. They have. Their tenth anniversary, La Zona and Espinosa cigars coming out. They have the the Warhead Eight coming out. Um, yes. They, they have a lot of the last couple of days. Hector's been sending me information nonstop. All of us, um, you know, they, they got a lot. Of, they got a lot planned for this show. I think this is going to be yeah. a very busy show for them. You know, Guy Fieri or not, I which that's still a big part of it. But even without him, they they got a lot going on in this show. I think they're going to have yeah, a very yeah. busy show. They're going to have a good show. Uh, they're definitely on my list of who hits it out of the park at the show. And this they year. spent
0: they spent the money on a big booth that's toward the front.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're
2: so, a statement. They're gonna, I mean, th- they had a top three show last year. That I, I I mean I fully anticipate them to uh, be that number one or number two spot this year. It's
4: yeah. yeah going to be question fantastic. Question Go ahead. Can I come again? Can I ask a question? What is everybody's most anticipated cigar and/or booth visit this year?
2: Ooh, good one. There you go first. You, sounds great. You can read all about that answer on Cigar Coop here in a few days. <laughs> wow!
0: Come on! Wait, hold on, hold on. Wow! That, from from
1: the people that, who don't
2: like teasers. That so seemed rude. like a teaser. It sure did seem
1: like a teaser.
0: That seems like a teaser.
2: That's a slap yeah. in the face. Talk about you no. Know that, Hypocrisy. That's a, that's, a that, that's an honest answer to a to a question. I'm just kidding. Um, but you can. <laughs> no. And you can read more details about it. So, I thought he was gonna be like, um, no, "All right, I'll tell you." <laughs> no, I am. No, I know. I know. I'll answer the question. I'll answer the question. But you'll you can read all more about it on skirt-coop.com. Yeah, just give days. us the highlights. Um, will read the details. No, I, I'm. I'm. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the one. A cigar that I'm looking forward to, that's kind of not being talked about as much as it should be. And that is the 10th anniversary of the Florida mm, Um yes. I think that's a, i think that is- Which we, I think we didn't, a, yeah, we didn't put that on our,
3: what we're doing because it was a limited.
2: Right. Right. So I think um, that that's a cigar that, um, the original that made such a profound impact on the industry. And it's a very, very popular cigar today. It is the one that is kind of, I would say, has kept momentum for, well, of you know, for a decade, in terms of its popularity, in, ter- in terms of the consistency, and everything that you could could say about it, all the positives about it. So I think that's one of the most underrated ones that aren't that isn't being talked about. Um, as far as the booth question, I'm, I, as as much as I excited as I am personally to potentially meet Guy Fieri. I stand by my previous answer of I think I think crowned heads ace prime Tim Oz Jenner. I'm stoked to see that set up and to see what that vibe what vibe that brings to the show. I think it's going to be fantastic.
1: Uh For me there's a lot of them uh, to pick one is is tough because I have a good handful of them and they all have their own very specific reasons. Uh as much as I, you know, as much as everyone probably might say that I'm going to say like LFD because, you know, me and John or whatever, I, I am excited and they have the Soli coming out and we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, the one I keep going back to, and I've talked about this with Coupon Spare Notes several times, is United and the fact that there's two booths there because there's the United booth and then there's the brand new um, Mega Standalone selected booth, which is technically also under the United umbrella, but it's, it's going to be by itself for Adar- Adabe Byron and Bandolero. First of all, you got to break that into two parts United under the United umbrella, non Adabe Byron, they got a lot of stuff coming out. Um, Red Anchor, we talked about that on Coop, we talked about it on Saturday. The Red Anchor coming out, that's going to be huge. Uh, they got the Yaya coming out. Um, they have, uh, the La Mezla Cubana, which they showed at TPE. That's also going to be there. Um, you know, you look at selected, you have a uh, new Byron coming out. You have the, I believe we're going to see the, the Alfonso, the new, yep. c- the, the new cigar on, from Nelson Alfonso. So there's going to be, there's going to be some new selected tobacco cigars. There's going to be some new stuff under the United umbrella. They've been doing a great job. They've been, you know, full steam ahead. They're another one that. I mean, they're not—they're not in the same plane like Espinosa is, but in their own way, you know, United has done a great job. We've been talking about this a lot, uh, just the last year and a half or so. They've just—they've done some really cool projects. They've come out with some really good cigars. You look at their firecracker lines that they did. You know, they had the big poppy firecracker. They did the Bandolero firecracker. They—they um, they just seem to be on a roll, and I'm really excited. And they weren't there last year. Um, from what I understand, they went to TPE and they had a great TPE and then they had nothing left in the tank for PCA and they didn't go, which is totally understandable. Um, but you know, I, I, I that's, that's one that I'm really excited to, to see is United. Um, and to see some, some new stuff, even in the selected lineup. Um, cause it's been out of Byron, Bandolero and the, and the, the lines that are already there, but now we're going to see a new Byron. We're going to see, um... A new a new line. I'm going to see the Alfonso line, which we saw a little bit of. I guess it it kind of soft debuted at Ambassador a few weeks ago, uh, but now it's it's going to be really brought to the forefront, I believe, at the show. So I'm excited to see that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A uh, big one for me is, is uh West Tampa Tobacco Company.
1: You know, I forgot about them. That's a good one. That's so, a good
0: one. You know, I, I and and. I was very surprised to be honest by the size of the booth space that at least on the floor plan, as it appears, it looks like a very large booth space. So it, it, it appears that, you know, he's, he's uh, that Rick and I'm sorry, I don't recall his business partner's name, but they're, they're, Gus uh, Martinez, they're going, yep. Gus Martinez. Yeah. That they're going big for this trade show. So it'll be yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah. Big booth right out of the gate. Like that's. Yeah, that's special. Yeah, coop. What do you got?
3: So um, I know we'll read about it on, on
1: cigarcoop.com. Cigar I know, but right. So there's going to be a
3: couple of articles on like cigarcoop.com, and then there's I then think. there's the company. Then there's like I pick one company that I think right on target and for making having a big show. And there's several. And I haven't. I, by the way, I haven't finalized these or these lists yet, so I don't mind talking about what some of these. Matt, you mentioned United, but there's a big story going on. I think that it kind of hasn't really come out yet because the story so new. But you remember in 2015, it was the year that uh, Soccer and Melillo went to the trade show on their own for the first time without Drew Estate. And that was a big deal. They were the talk of that show, both of them, that year. This year, you have the two faces of CAO for the last 15, maybe plus years, maybe more, at the trade show without CAO. You have Rick Rodriguez with West Tampa. And you have Tim Osguna at now his company, Osguna Family Cigars slash part of Crown Heads. That's, that's a big story. That's a very big story, in my opinion, That um, we're, we're, that is going to be watched closely, I think. And, and Tim being back at this show is a big deal. I mean, he, the last time he was at a show, I think, was 2010, which was my first show. So this is a guy who's been out for a long time, and he's back. He's a very popular guy. He's popular with retailers and and manufacturers. So I think booth-wise, that's a a thing to really, really watch as far as that goes. Um, Now, you talk about cigars, and this won't be on my list because we don't know about the cigar. I think we're all—Fuente Padrone is going to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. This is one of the most important releases. It's probably not going to be a huge release. So I don't know if it's going to be a big, impactful cigar per se. But it's gonna make this show. It's gonna put something on the show, and if Carlito and George are doing some sort of a um, presentation, um, that's gonna be interesting. Now I know Carlito is doing a presentation with La Blue, but he opens 25th Humidor, which is another big deal. I mean, so you have these kind of players there with products that I think people are really going to be paying attention of, whether you're at the show or not. So I would look at at that, and, and I'm, I'm not taking any of that off the table yet. They just won't like. I'm not gonna look. Those cigars won't be on my list because if I get to smoke that cigar, I'll be consider myself lucky.
1: Very true. So,
4: did I did I miss something? Um, the new relationship with Ellie Blue and Fuente versus Prometheus. What what happened there with the the Prometheus accessory relationship?
3: It's still there. Uh, I think they just went with another. Uh, channel, the market here with Ellie Blue. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything that's changed with that.
1: I, don't I think L.E.B. Think is, like show, is I, just uh, going to be specifically with that uh, uh, Opus X Society stuff, which is kind right. of a own the human, thing. Yeah,
3: and the Opus 25th, it's I think. Yeah.
2: yeah. Did, and then Did yeah, you just like the nickname Ellie Blue? Did Who? you just affectionately call them L.E.B.? No, I, I didn't. No, Matt Tobacco. Matt, no, I didn't. Did I say that? No, I didn't say that.
4: Yeah.
2: Oh, it sounded like you were like like referring to them as L.E.B. I was like, is that? Are you? Is that a term of endearment that just you know just crept up on <laughs> us? Like, wow. He's
0: he he he's so close with them that he just calls them L.E.B. Yeah. instead of L.E.B.
2: Uh, L.E.B. man. Yeah, me and L.E.B. <laughs>
3: wow. No, I, yeah, I I I wouldn't look at it. I think they have a very strong relationship with Prometheus. But I think they are looking at different channels to market I think Fuente likes to look at different channels to market with their stuff. Hey,
1: I mean they sure. do they, they, they do stuff with DuPont. I mean they made Opus twenty five yeah. DuPont's yeah. cutters and yeah. like they yeah. made Maxi Jet and a cutter. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know so I I would say that they're kinda of spread around on a lot of the big, you know, accessory players. Yeah. They,
3: I mean they like, from what you like guys a, saw today, Yeah. From what you guys saw today, Mirafell's not gonna be displaying at the trade show. I don't see that they are, right?
1: I don't think so. Yeah, that was so. one cool. Jeremiah will was... be there, but.
3: Jeremiah will be there, but I don't know if the Mirafell, uh, the Richard will be there, is what I'm saying, the cigar.
1: No, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it is.
3: Yeah, but I did. But the timing of the announcement, I thought it was interesting. Timing it with all the with all the PCA stuff, I thought it was pretty interesting.
1: It's true.
3: So, but You're I think the fact he will be there. But... Then again, General's yeah, but...
1: been sending us tons of press releases during this time, too. and We know they're not going to be there, so. Well, uh, well, the know, General's the, gonna... consistent yeah.
2: year, year over year.
1: Yeah. They've
3: done a press release every week this yeah. year. I mean, if you look at it, there's been a new product they've done every – but they used to do 30 to 40 products at the trade show, so they're just spreading it
1: out now. Here's a question. So we know that Matt Booth and Room 101 will be at this year's PCA. Okay. Going forward, does Matt Booth come to PCA for, for Room 101? No. No.
4: Well, what does it mean to be the artistic director? I mean, what does that really mean?
2: It means he's an employee. I think this and is fulfilling, his, em- fulfilling a- and his employer. Sorry, yeah,
3: good. Yeah, I just think he's fulfilling his obligations to his customers to be there. Yeah, it was.
0: It was already booked before this was announced. His yeah. the room one hundred and one booth was already booked before this was announced. So I think yeah. it was. It was. It was probably somewhere in in the contract, and you know, took up two yeah. or three lines in the contract that said, you know, oh. this this trade show booth is already underway, so we're going to continue with it. Um, but I I agree with Coop that it most likely this we're not going to see this in in the future from a, a the standpoint of a a standalone room one one booth.
3: Matt, do you remember um, we went PP twenty twenty when Royal Agio was there with their booth, and they had a bigger booth in general.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think it was the same deal. They had just gotten acquired, and I think everything was all in place already.
0: Yeah. Well this this brings up an interesting point about the the big 4. You know because I I still I still believe that it's in the PCA's best best interest to get the big 4 back to the trade show someday. But if you look at the big 4, there are three and there and it may be all four and one of them I'm just not seeing the correlation. But as far as I know, three of the big 4 still in some way shape or form still have their tendrils connected to the the PCA trade show. And that is, one, Drew Estate ha- is sponsoring trade show coverage for a lot of media groups, including How About That Cigar. Us. Um us. General, us. General Cigar has the Room 101 booth there. Yep. And Davidoff is doing distribution for Ferry Otego.
3: And if I'm not so, wrong, I think KR is going to
2: be there as a buyer.
3: I may be wrong on that last one.
2: Okay, the, and but the, the the irony of this too is that the one that you're not mentioning, Matt, actually was slated to actually attend.
0: Yeah, and I I so they, always back when this. back when the Big Four first announced that they were not going to be attending separately yet together, um, I always believed and still believe that. If they come back one by one, Altidus will be the first one to
4: return.
2: I I Somehow, I've, I've agreed
3: with that point. I, I agree with you on that one. Totally. I would have been that Horse. I thought they. I thought this year there was a chance. If you asked me a year ago, I thought there was a chance at the end of last year they were going to be here. Um. But I agree. With you. I think that would be, that would be the one that I could see coming back.
0: Because I believe, as far as I can see, and I'm no expert, but uh, from everything I see and hear and and and, and still learning about the, all the behind the scenes stuff I believe that Altidus has the most to gain by returning to the PCA trade show not that the others don't have anything to gain from it uh, I just believe that Altidus would get the most return on investment by returning
4: to be relevant to be relevant
1: wow. well, I forgot about I mean-
2: that I mean, Somebody hey, we made it, it. We made it. We made it. Forty-nine minutes. 50, <laughs> Thank you. Fifty-five, ish. 55. I think. Uh,
3: you, you know the uh, We're at the countdown. You, you're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but this, you know, you think about this as we call this our Super Bowl, our biggest event, right? And I think I mentioned this on spare notes and on Primetime. You have brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo Huyeta, Macanudo, Liga Pravada, Davidoff. White label, dab, you know, dab of Black, not at this trade show. There's these iconic brands that are missing from our biggest event. And again, I think it really behooves the whole industry to have those brands there. I keep hearing people say, "Well, I'm glad they're not there." No, I think it's better to have those brands there.
0: I agree;
1: it's you know better I mean? to have.
3: Them. I think it's better. It's better for those, are iconic, brands. those are iconic brands.
4: I agree.
1: Brands. I hundred percent agree. The are loving it. Yeah.
4: Uh, the boutiques yeah. love the fact that the big guys aren't there because. That that brings up um, more budget for their brands versus some of the others.
2: I, I have a lot of questions. And, I agree and disagree with that point.
3: I, I have a big question: How much buying is going to happen at this trade show this year? Yeah,
4: I agree with that.
2: That that's the, I think that well that was part of my point. The the, the thing I was going to say is um, I think there is a con- I think there is a contingent of very small um buyers that do appreciate the ones that are you know that are still fighting for their place in the market that are still relatively new the one and two-year-old companies uh three-year-old companies the jake whites the casa 1910s the howard g's like these companies west tampa is going to be one of these companies right that are you know in their infancy um that yeah they probably if, if i'm a an average buyer going to the trade show um and i don't have to commit four hours uh four plus hours of my visit to these big four, and I'm being very conservative with four hours. I can notice West Tampa. I can notice Howard G. Uh, so I, I agree with that point. Um, um, so I think they're grateful. I think if you, if, if you got someone in a private situation, I think if you ask some of these more mid-sized companies, if you, like if you asked them privately and in private, like I, they'd be like, to what Matt Ty was saying, like, it would be better if they were here.
1: So Nicole just brought up something interesting. I'll pull up on screen so you guys can all see it. I want to get your opinions. Nicole said, "I know there's no way to really know this, but I think if the turnout is low this year, they aren't going to return next year at all." Thoughts? Who's not
3: going to return? Big Who's four. not going to return? Big Four. Mm.
0: Well, I would. I. I, I think they partially... would think that a
3: reason why. I think that a reason why they think that. You
0: know, there's a lot of attendance. Yeah. So I, I, Attend- I agree with Nicole and I agree with Coop. I think it's, I think there's two parts to it. One is, yeah I think there's a bit of an ego piece with the big four and I'm not, I don't say that disparagingly. I just, you know, I believe that the, the big four, uh, you know, believe that they drive a lot of sales in the industry as a whole, but also I think part of the whole, like we talked about way earlier in the show is making the pca convention at trade show an unmissable event also applies to not just applies to retailers and and you know boutique exhibitors or smaller company exhibitors but also applies to the big four
2: here's an interesting question do we really think that in the top 10 reasons that the big four aren't attending the show as much bitching and moaning is done about this topic, but do we really think that in the top ten reasons that they're not attending the show, that attendance of the trade show is on that? I don't think so. I think, really so. think, that? I I think don't.
4: it's about they don't need to be there.
3: They, they think that they. Can I think it's about deeper the,
2: issues they, than that.
3: I think it's deeper right, issues too, and I think, yeah, yeah I'm agreeing with you. I, I think they think they can generate this trade show, and they think they, they can. They, them pulling out was a sign. Hey, we're gonna hurt the trade show until we get our way and that's what they did
1: well Coop you brought up an interesting point on Saturday with spare notes we were talking about each of the big four and you know who was most likely to come back or or what it would take or why and then who who was the least likely to come back you said that if I remember correctly the least likely to come back was Davidoff and it has to do with the way can you reiterate what you said for those who maybe missed that
3: yeah, so Davidoff, and I'm talking Davidoff White Label and Black Label, and Winston Churchill specifically.
1: The premier brand. A,
3: it's a, yeah, they're appointed merchants. So there's, appointed merchants have to buy those products anyway. So they don't mm-hmm. really need a trade show to, to generate sales of that. They can, they can do it with – the trade shows a little more important for Camacho and Avo, um, in the in that case because those are not appointed merchant brands. But I, I still think Davidoff looks at their business as you know the Davidoff name, so I don't I don't think they, they need to, I don't think they need to be there is what I'm saying.
1: And you know, it's funny because they were at TPE and what did they show? Zeno Camacho. Yeah, Camacho. Yeah, they They, they, yeah. they, they, they weren't. They weren't showing white label.
3: You're, you're not going to open up because convenience store audience. You're not going to open up a Davidoff-appointed appointed. Most likely, <laughs> you're not going to get a lot of prospects for a davidoff appointed merchant at TPE. Right. Yeah. You could be wrong. I could be wrong. Then maybe there were some discussions, but in general, I think that's their mindset.
1: Right. That.
4: And I'm still sad about Zeno. <laughs> the
2: cigar about is not bad. A...
4: About the Zeno no, Nicaraguan.
2: Not...
4: Yeah, it's not we a all bad are, cigar, bro. but we it's. All are. A...
3: I wouldn't have called it's it Zeno. A Zeno. I, I compl- I'm on board with you on that. I would have called it a Camacho. Is what I would have made it a Camacho. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, or new brand. Or new brand. I would. I would have yeah. put no. I would have put it under Cusano. Cusano needs a facelift, man. That's what I would have done with it.
3: I, it's Kusano. I, I mean, they, yeah. I mean, Kusano is kind of one of those things. I don't. I think it's kind of like baccarat. It just is on cruise it's a, control.
0: It's a catalog brand.
3: It's a catalog brand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's True.
3: It gives them, it gives the market. I don't say.
0: I mean, I, I I suppose that came out sort of disparagingly. I genuinely don't mean it that way. But it's it's not. It it's not, um, it it drives sales, but it doesn't drive. It drives sales on existing accounts. It doesn't drive new accounts.
3: Yeah, yeah, or you know it services certain accounts that you know specialize in that space.
1: So I I have another interesting point. Um, Trying to cover a lot of bases tonight that I can. Um, Kind of getting away from the big four. Uh, There's a booth. There's a there's a company that will not be exhibiting. At the trade show, I don't know if you guys have heard this yet, but when Coop and I were live on Saturday night with Spare Notes, uh, I believe Jay confirmed this in the in the chat. Uh, AJ Fernandez will not be at the show this year. Correct. Um, it's, been AJ Fernandez, it's been known for a while. AJ,
3: we will have a representative from AJ Fernandez on primetime tonight. Nice. Just so you know, so we may get into a little bit of it, but they have something coming out. Uh, they announced the Dorado today. So we have Don Williams is going to be on. So we'll have I mean, we'll maybe get a little insight, but yeah, they're not coming. Um, I can tell you that.
1: Now they are doing a collaboration with Karen Berger. Um, so they will. Karen Berger's booth is going to be covering that over there. Um, but other than that, yeah, they won't. They won't be at the well, show. Well, their fingerprints are all Lolo. over the show, then.
3: Yeah, Nick Yeah, we don't Oh, that's
2: true. Blue I mean, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. they're all. They're all. They're all over the place, man.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. that's true. Um, but I thought that was, you know, interesting. You know, the big name like AJ not yeah. to the show. Uh, I thought it was worth mentioning. You know, while we're talking about the big four not being there, that's not a big four, but, you know, it's a significant name uh, to, to not be at the show too. Um, moving moving along into back into people who are coming back to the show, uh, McAuliffe will be back at the show. They have yeah. some new products to show this year. And La Flor Dominicana will be coming back to the show this year. And they will be showing off. I think. I actually. I thought John said there's multiple things being shown, but right now all we know is the new Soli, which yeah, will be coming the to the Yeah. The question I sales. had
3: is the question I have is they're going to show the new small batch and they're going to show the new LGs. I don't know if that. I. I, don't, I get the impression probably not.
1: But never I mean, know. John talked about them a little bit, if I remember correctly, when he was on with me a few yeah. weeks ago, when he was yeah. here with me. I think he mentioned it, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's actually going to be shown. Um yeah. but I also thought I heard him say that there's multiple things gonna be shown at the show, but we only know of one as of right now. So it'll be interesting to see what
2: happens yeah. with that. Um, it's very true. But they so they I'm will so be glad bear- it's pronounced so- I'm sorry, Matt. No, no go, go ahead, Bear. Just- no, go ahead. Oh I'm just saying I'm so glad it's pronounced the Soli because Solus just sounds heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does.
0: Well, uh, and it's possible that the um, this Rolling School project um, is going to be ready for retail presentation as well.
1: Yeah, I th- yeah, I, I, th- that, I think it is. Yeah, I, so, I think that, that will be there. That may be part of it. Yeah, I I yeah. I, I, I think you're right. I, th- I think the Rolling School will be there too. Um, I, I think the
3: other. I was wondering if the other thing was going to
1: be that FSG project
3: that's going on. Yeah. That would be the other that what? that could be the other. What? No, for for LFD. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Again, I mean, I know there's like, there's things like, look, LFD back at the show is big. They have a new product for the first time in five years, like a major release. I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. this is this is a big show. For, that's another boost to really watch this year, and I think everyone's happy they're back. So well, oh, it's absolutely.
4: Interesting that Stoked. you know both. LFD and Padrone, um, I don't know how it is in your area, but in the Midwest, uh, those shelf spaces are empty. Uh, the amount of back orders that both LFD and uh, Padron have had have had s- shops struggling. Yeah. Um, tons of back orders. So hoping to <laughs>
1: The official hashtag of Flo Dominicana brought to you by Smoke and Tobacco. Daddy's back. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: So, you know, my question at the at the booth for these guys is going to be, you know, what is your back order status and what's the plan to to get back to to at least even play.
2: Can I answer for Padrone? Sure, go yeah. ahead. Can I answer? I don't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for him. <laughs> See that Garrett, see that field <laughs> over there?
2: See how it's barren? That's exactly yeah. how many fucks I give. <laughs> hey, name a retailer. Bare. Name a retailer yep. that will give up their Patron space. Oh.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: No. Nope. Yeah,
3: exactly. Or Fuente. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah.
4: Right. Yep. Yep. No, no you're literally. absolutely right. But at the same time, retailers are still frustrated because sure, the no, influx the- of people that ask for Both of those brands and with barren shelf space, it's a frustrating part for the retailers and consumers that are fanboys.
0: And Bear brings up a great point. So so if a retailer is consistently having a hard time keeping Padron product on the shelves because um, because things are backordered. They're not going to give up that. It'll be it'll be virtually zero percent chance that they're going to give up that shelf space and say, "Screw you, we're bringing another brand to take up that shelf space." Yeah, that's. Nice. And I'm not saying this. Uh, I, I'm not saying anything against LFD or any other brand, but if if a shop owner says, "I can't keep what where's my product to put on my shelves," and LFD has to keep saying, "I'm sorry, it's we're working on it, we're working on it." They're more likely to give up LFD shelf space than they are to give up Padron shelf space, or Davidoff shelf space. If especially if they're an appointed merchant or, or you know, name or, or Monte Cristo white label shelf space or whatever their top selling shelf space stuff is. So that's why I think it's in it's there are some companies that it's more important for them to do a better job. With keeping products moving and keeping product in their retailers' hands than others,
1: yeah, That's I mean there, I think it's a good point there there's definitely certain brands that and and I think that that whole frustration that Garrett was talking about it's it's kind of a little bit it's like, I really want the inventory. But it's also and it's like and I and I understand that you guys have back orders, you work on stuff. But it's also and it's like, eh. but I'm also as as much as the shelves are empty, I'm too afraid to let it go, so I'm not gonna let it go. But in the meantime, I have empty shelves. So it's almost like they're caught in the middle. It's 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 mm-hmm. kind of right. on both sides, and it's just kind of well,
2: they're literally caught in the middle. Yeah. It, it, it yeah, sucks it's, it's,
1: because they can't fill the shelves, but they're not gonna let it go because oh well, it's Padron. I mean, how can you let that go? Um, yeah. It really is. It's it's a sucky situation, but um, it's interesting. You know, yeah, you make up a good you make up a good point. You know, how are they going to fix that? You know, moving forward. You know, I know during the pandemic times, look, it, factories were closed, they weren't making a lot of stuff. I get that. Yep. As we continue to yep. move away from that period, factories are now open again. They are rolling. It's like okay, so how can we get caught up on on inventory? Um, it, it's a huge I know. question. I know a, It was a...
4: I know retailers that have back orders from last
1: year's show.
2: That sounds right. Yeah, I don't doubt it for a second. It's a ter- the, the. This is a. This I mean. It, I mean. This is the terrible timing for. What happened with Lafleur specifically? You know, they were they were going through these these process changes, and they were going through the factory expansion, and then bam, COVID hits, and then the country shuts down. Like it's, man, it I mean, it couldn't it couldn't have happened at a worse time, couldn't yeah. happen uh, in a worse moment for that company in its history. I think it's <clears throat> worth noting though, and I know I, I say this I say this with as much objectivity as I can because I consider him a dear friend, and I know he's a dear friend of the show too, but I, I have nothing but the highest respect and I applaud the effort that John has put through over the last few years in holding, you know, in all the work that he's done, the ground game that he has executed yeah. on with all the limitations uh, and all the hits that he, all the hits that his company has taken and everything. He has really, he has really done that, that company a service. And I mean, it's, it's, it's in a, it's in, it's an incredible job that he's done so
0: yeah
1: he really has you know and and, and obviously everyone knows that you know I, I have a very good relationship with john and, and maybe i'm a little biased but you know i do love the guy i'm, I'm obviously i'm gonna scream for him the loudest i i agree i mean he, he he's been you know and i have personal conversations with him about business and i have public conversations with him about business and you know those are not usually very different um, and he's always very positive, and he always, you know, I ask him some of these hard questions, and, you know, he'll give me an answer. He doesn't give me the runaround. It's like, well, you know, like we have this going on, we have this going on, and, we, you know, we're in this spot, we understand, but we expect to be here by, by here and stuff. And he's always positive. He always has ideas. He always, well, we have this thing we're going to try. We're going to roll out this thing. They always have irons in the fire. It never, it's been like, I don't know, it's just kind of tough, but, you know, hopefully we get through it. it. That's
2: never an answer from John,
1: never ever, and not
2: on and anything. And that's why retailers are hanging on to the empty shelf space mm-hmm. is because is because of the honesty and the transparency and the upfront nature of him and, and his very small team and, and everything. So, but it's largely him. And despite all this
1: too, you know, I, I can tell you without a doubt, you know, I I know this to be true on a very personal level. I mean, he, he is still very happy with La Flo de Minicana, uh, and he is very devoted to the Gomez family. Um, and I think that there's a lot of people who may get to that point and get frustrated and be like ah I'm gonna go look somewhere else but no he he is I'm sticking with him I'm gonna keep going and I'm gonna keep giving it everything we're gonna try to we're gonna we're gonna get this company to be the best it can be get to the best spot uh, and I think that that in itself is admirable for anyone who's in his position with a brand to to be like, I'm sticking with it no matter what I mean he he continues to go um, day after day and he you know he's traveling again, he's doing events he just he keeps and that's that's huge. I I talked to a lot of people who you know reps I know and, and other people who have told me privately like hey like I'm I'm looking to get out of here like can you let me know if you hear anything and 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 they're just like well and and I understand that too I do I, I people want to change their careers and stuff. I I don't people should always do what's best for them personally I get that but the fact that John has just also stayed this whole thing and through all the challenges he's stayed so dedicated to them without even being like you know what maybe I'll get out it's that's never been said to me and I don't think that it's ever even crossed his mind in fact there was rumors at TPE going around like hey we think Florida, Dominica is gonna sell out to forged or hey you know I, you know John 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 can't have too much patience left of them and and I told him these things and he's like first of all I'm offended that anyone thinks that we would sell out to anyone let alone forged he said I am disgusted by that comment he goes that's the furthest thing from the truth Um, So he he is and he 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 continues to to push that that momentum for them to 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 make changes and continue to grow. So um, that's that's my
2: piece. I, I, you know, I got to I have a a question on this on this topic, though, since Garrett brought it up here. And I and I'm 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 not calling you out for being untruthful here, but this has come up before. So you're telling me that you, honest to goodness, you, you could, if you wanted to go out and get a double, a DL 700, you couldn't, you, you couldn't in your so, area right now. You...
4: In my area, no. Um, I know of one shop in Chicago. I know, and there may be others. I'm just talking about sure. what I've seen. Yeah, know your, your knowledge,
2: your, your scope. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yep. Okay. Because I could go get one that's that's my thing like i i i understand that there's shortages i i i believe that there's shortages i see that i just i just know that i could go get one right now
0: well and if we were if we were to go to the west side to tobacco grove which is not probably it is the it is the biggest uh uh shop humidor in in minnesota um that would be the best bet and part of that brings in to play the buying power of larger right. retailers yes you know larger retailers that have larger walk-in humidors um that the, there's i don't i don't count anything against a uh, a cigar company a cigar manufacturer that gives uh that gives uh first you know uh first dibs to their larger retailers with with better buying power. I that's business. I have no yeah. problem. No, so yeah, smaller yeah. retailers that carry LFD products, um you're less enough, likely to see it. you're less likely to see so, them on the shelf.
2: So Sodis and Omar at Ramsey's doesn't have it, but if we go over to Jeff at Tobacco okay. Grove, that's our best shot. Okay. Yes. Makes
1: sense. Carney, Carney's here with us. Uh, he is in the in the in the comments last year was our third best year ever in production 2020 number two 2019 number one the demand vastly outpaces our production levels and i'll say yeah. it for john before he can even type it so john save your save your finger space i know he's not feeling well today um congratulations to the uh consumers you have outsmoked the capacity of the manufacturers in the industry yeah,
3: yeah. Let, let, let me let me add a comment then on on Lafleur. so i have two things to say first The rumors of them selling have been around for as long as I've covered before. I mean, they've been around for many, many years. I've heard many iterations of these. The second thing is, look, I was down at the factory in February. That factory was going 100%. So their work, I mean, it's not a huge factory. And people don't realize it's a smaller factory than you think. But they were going 100% right now. So, you know, it's going to take a while for them to get back. They just can't turn it on overnight. But I can tell you the factory's going 100. Everyone, every facet of that factory was working, so I, I have no doubt that that they're they're heading right right back on a good track, and that's why they're at the show this year. Yeah.
0: Well, and also big kudos to not compromising the product just to get
4: oh absolutely stuff shipped
0: because we, it's it's happened in the past with other brands that have had you know huge years and yeah. you know maybe a cigar of the year or something like that, and then. Their quality control suffers because they, they just want to get product out there, and they know there have been brands in the past that know when that product leaves the facility in Dominican Republic or Nicaragua or wherever it is that it's not as good as it should be. And LFD has not uh, has chosen to uh, put quality first, and I applaud that. Absolutely.
3: And Lido is so on top of this operation. He doesn't have another guy doing blending for him like some of these other companies, right? He he's the guy doing everything. He's involved with every aspect of his operation, hands on. And I'm telling you, when when you go on, like, and I've been on a lot of farm tours and factories, you know, and he's in that select group of like the Nick Perdomos, the AJ Fernandez, who are just involved in every step of the operation here. So, I, uh, you know, he's this guy. He's not going to sacrifice quality. I totally agree with you on that. And it wasn't just a show for the pro cigar people. You, you you could really see this here in action. Yeah, I
1: mean I think that I think that's the, the biggest and most important thing that should be said when talking about LaFleur through this too is like, yeah, maybe they've been behind on, on their their inventory they've been putting out. Whatever all those other things we talked about. But I think Matt's right. You really summed that up with, Well, you know what? Give them the respect. They didn't sacrifice to be like, you know what? Well, fuck it. Let's just sh- let's just get it out the door. Wet put the wet cigars in the box and get and it out.
3: No one complained Andal- these Andalusian Bulls sucked. you didn't hear that. I mean, you may not right. like the Andalusian Bull, but that's a different story. But I never heard something, Wow, you know, these weren't smoking the same as they were when they won cigar. I haven't heard that. And I think that's a that's a very good sign.
1: I haven't. Yeah. yeah. I mean I think that's true. I mean, yeah. um, one one of the things that they put out recently that I love is that their their TAAs, the chisels, the TAA chisels and the, the natural yes. Maduro. Yeah. Uh, a good it, TAA cigar, by the way. <laughs> I told John hey, I go, rarity I these, off- a rarity these a off- rarity these days off- we won't I, go there but uh, you know and I told John I go we won't John, go
2: there, but you just did okay well, you just did
1: <laughs> Well, you know coop, coop just threw it on the table um he pulled it out and dropped it on the table and now it's here. yeah, the TAA situation I mean w- with the exception of very few like Laflo Dominicana, it's the 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 comments and the reviews have been less than favorable generally speaking on a lot of things. Um, I, I don't want to mention names that got a lot of negative attention because I don't, I don't want to really drive anyone to the ground on the show. But yeah. you know, th- there's been some, and there's it, been a, a good amount. But LFD, yeah, I mean th- those well, are fucking amazing. And and, the, and, and and the next and the next one for 2022, John's told me about what it will be, and uh, I'm excited. It's going to be good.
0: And speaking of exclusive event, exclusive cigars you know the uh, the PCA exclusive cigars m- not all of them but many of the PCA exclusive cigars that were sold at last year's trade show are just now hitting the shelves and those some of those companies are going to be selling and exhibiting their 2022 PCA exclusive are we going to have to wait until the the last week of June next year to see those hit the shelf i i don't know it just I, it, it seems it's to me point. if you're gonna if you're gonna put out a PCA trade show exclusive cigar and that trade show happens in July, that maybe so you want to get those products in of your retailers by October or November of that same year. I don't. That's just me.
3: That's
2: crazy um, talk. Yeah. They, it, yeah, they call it anticipation, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, it it's an interesting point. It's a good point, and I, I am sure there's gonna be some that do. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be till next year. I'm hoping that this year, you know, in the last year or whatever, things have a lot of companies have been able to get more control on their stuff. That hopefully not, um, but I can't say that 100. You know, you know, that's, there's still gonna be a few that yeah, we're not gonna see those till next June before the twenty. And that's on show. the
2: retailer to when they go to the trade show this year and they're in the booth and the the rep or whoever says. All right, Mr. Retailer, would you like to go ahead and order the PCA exclusive? You can only get it if you order it here. You know what? Can you go ahead and just talk to me next April? Cause that's when you guys are going to probably fucking release it anyway. <laughs> that's, just, that's what you gotta do. That's what you, yeah, I you mean, and- yeah, I was here. So yeah, just, um,
0: uh... yeah, I was here and I know you're still going to have 2,500 boxes available to sell me in April of next year. So I'll just wait.
1: John brought, brought up a good point actually from, really from the did. sidelines here. Um, there is about to be too many cigars on the market for the demand. Industry wise, there will be an outlier companies that have growth. I agree. It's true. I mean Coop's to, Coop has been known to be talking about, you know, limiteds. Just just go to focus on limiteds alone. I mean, there's too many limiteds out there.
3: There is, and and it's easier to deliver a limited to the trade show than a core line. So that's why a lot of companies will do a limited. It's the easy well, way out. Oh I got something them. I got something new. It's a special limited. And some are yeah. more special than others. I mean, that's what I'm just. Gonna and say they only got to worry so cool. about.
1: They're only going to worry about doing like one run of it. It'd be done versus a core line. They got to. They got to first of all getting a core line to market and then to keep up with it.
3: Yep, keep the consistency exactly, exactly. That's, the, then, part, you know, that's the part. That's the part people forget about. Yeah, and a core line is going to take away. You know, eventually, you start getting the shelf space problems with the retailer because how many core lines can you have? So. Very true. So The limit is, easy, is the easy way out. I'm not saying it's all good or all good bad, but it's the easy way out for a lot of companies.
0: Everybody's special. <laughs> we all get a trophy.
1: I want to take a quick break. I want to cover the news really quick because I forgot about the news earlier really in the show. This one will be quick. It'll be something a little bit different. Give us a break from the show talk. Uh, I'm not going to change the screens here because it's just. It, I'm just going to kind of go with it as is. But our news this week is brought to you once again by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com, you can sign up to become an official McAuliffe Ambassador. And while you're right ahead, head over to Facebook and join the McAuliffe Ambassador Group. We can hang out and smoke with all of your fellow ambassadors, of McAuliffe Cigars. Um, interesting news story. So away from all the, the announcements and all the stuff for cigars and PCA stuff. Kind of going a little outside the box here. Does anyone remember the announcement that was made at Pure Sabor in 2018?
0: Yes, I was there. The
1: factory. The factory. And as of today, uh, the ground was broken on the Nicaraguan factory of Arturo Fuente. Um, They have been growing tobacco in Nicaragua for some time now. I spoke to Jose yesterday, and I think they're on like their sixth or seventh crop now, uh, of Nicaraguan tobacco that they've been growing. But, you know, they planned on building the factory sooner, but there was was some political unrest in Nicaragua. Uh, The pandemic happened. It just kept getting pushed out. But now Carlito is is comfortable with with moving forward with starting that factory. Uh, Interesting. Very interesting. Interesting. from what I understand, there's, there's obviously there's going to be new stuff there, uh, new lines and new products, and you know probably more Nicaraguan stuff. But I also g- I'm hearing that there also could be some existing stuff that will be either now made there or also made there. In, in, interesting. What, what, what does everyone think about a uh, Fuente, you know, expanding within another fact? Now they're Dominican, they have Nicaragua. I'll um, we'll start with how about that cigar.
0: i i'll jump in i'm excited about it i was excited about it when i was there i was uh at the time uh covering for blind man's puff and it was an exciting announcement it was it was there was some tension in the room definitely when the when the announcement came down but but in the end it was um you know uh exciting and the delays were just very unfortunate you know uh not long after that festival the political unrest started and then not long after that started to calm down the pandemic hit like you said matt and but um, I, I said it even back then. Uh, just pic- picture someday down the line an Opus X Nicaragua.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking. Just
0: you know that yeah, it it, it, could, it could be it could be just the next the, the next great chapter in the saga of Opus X.
1: I mean, obviously, the Dominican is what made Opus X specifically special. Um, But now that, you know, now that it's been around and there's been so many things, now a good time. All right. Well, like we've been there. We've done that. Let's do something totally different with Opus X. Let's go Nicaraguan. And there's so many avenues they could go with Opus X on this.
0: Yeah. And I'm not saying they're going to do that. I'm not saying that's in their that that's in their list of projects to work on as an Opus X Nicaragua. I'm just saying it it could be uh, it just could be a huge thing for them. But but in addition, it also gives them another. Uh, another factory to um, you know possibly even increase production on some of their core line stuff you know if they're going to be shipping you know some of the same tobaccos that they use to roll the, their cigars in their factory in Dominican Republic maybe it'll help them increase production on their core line stuff or maybe it's gonna be all for new projects it'll be interesting to see how that plays
1: out yeah I'm excited I think me too, Bear. What do you What do you got?
2: Um, I mean, I think the. I mean, is it exciting for a, Fuente, a company like Fuente to be doing something different? A hundred percent, absolutely. I, to Matt's point, I think. Um, I mean, the nerd in me gets really excited about the idea of an Opus X Nicaraguan. The purist in me thinks that that'll never happen because, I think, I think, uh, Carlito has such. <clears throat> again, this is my opinion. Carlito has such reverence for that name. Like if you hear him talk about Opus yeah. and the, I mean, I mean it's 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 almost a religious move, moment for him every time he says it. Like it's just, it you know, it, I think he has so much respect for that brand and what he accomplished as he should, that I just don't think he would. And taint is the wrong word. I just don't think he, but I don't think he would taint it. I don't think he would, and water down's the bad word too, because I mean it, it's it's still fuente, right? So, but I just don't think he would mess with that. I think, what, and I would really kind of it gets me excited, is that he creates a version of what opus was to the Dominican for Nicaragua and paying homage to his family and what his father did and, and the journey that the family's taken there. So it, I don't think it'll be called Opus. I, I mean, I couldn't even picture a, a, a word or whatever. I mean, it'll just be, you know, something, something special. Yeah. It could That's be the, a, the next great thing. The next and great it, thing. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it, it's,
0: a, it's important to remember too, that this isn't their first rodeo in Nicaragua. The, the, the Fuente happen, right? family was in Nicaragua before they went to Dominican Republic. So it's right. it, it's you know they they definitely do have roots there and 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 plenty of friends, uh, and 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 great relationships in the industry who are rooted in
4: Nicaragua. I think and they left there in '78. Yeah, yeah, and these delays were kind of apropos for the Fuente story. I mean, it's just kind of what happens. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah,
1: Coop, I know you're running short on time, so I w- I want to get your answer in. Then I got one more thing I want to bring up before we close out the show. Um, okay. any final thoughts on the on the Fuente factory?
3: Yeah, so I kind of agree with a lot of what Bear just said I don't see an Opus brand coming out of Nicaragua because that story's so Dominican tied but I see yes. something the next, whatever that next thing is coming out of it this is the part where I don't this is where I'm not seeing production, okay when you go to, I've been on the Fuente factory tour and it's what this is, it's a very specialized factory, and there's rolling rooms for Hemingway's, there's rolling rooms for Casa Cuba, there's rolling rooms for Opus X. I And I know he spent a lot of time uh, perfecting that system there. I don't see Carlito just saying, well, I'm going to move Hemingway to to Nicaragua. I just don't see that happening. I don't see them moving any of those those brands there. So I'm like a little perplexed what they're going to do there, right? And the other thing is, I don't see the. – let's say the factory opens 2025, right, mm-hmm. beginning of 2025. I don't see them having a ton of brands ready to roll just because that's not the way Fuente does things. So I'm, I'm kind of curious yeah. what they're going to do there for a while. I mean, I, it may, we may not see a lot of stuff come out of there for a while. Maybe they go contract brands. Maybe that's an option they go with for a while to keep the factory going. They take on some contract brands, which is something yeah. you know I'm sure people would want. So, but I'm I'm not I don't see anything moving from the Dominican. It's just the way that factory works, um, and Carlito's not going to rush anything down in, in Nicaragua. So, like it may be seven eight years before we see something like where that next thing until the next comes out is what I'm saying. So yeah. it's going to be very interesting. I don't have a good crystal ball on it.
1: Absolutely. Other than I
3: just I don't think it's a I don't think it's as as, as simple as moving stuff from one factory
1: to another. Maybe right, it
4: Right. Maybe I, I, uh, it'll be their, uh, their flavor tobacco. Oh stop. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. Well,
1: I want I want oh, to I want to hit our top three really quickly, um, <laughs> so I, I I can get Coop ready for his for his uh, it's glorious night tonight at a reasonable time. Uh, our top three is brought to you by Room One Hundred One Cigars. Oh wow! And now it's not going to play, Nicole. All of your plugins are not working tonight. <laughs> mm. I don't know what. Read she it did in today. a Matt
2: Booth. Read it using your Matt Booth impression. Come on, roll. Yes. Anyways, uh,
1: watch the smoking tobacco show. Eat your vegetables. Take your vitamins. Smoke room 101. Um. All right, really quick, we're going to Vegas next week. Top three Vegas restaurants or cuisines that people are excited to go to next week. How about that cigar? You guys go first. Bear then coop. Rapid fire. Um
4: really only one, the uh Korean barbecue place. Uh triple eight.
0: Triple eight Korean barbecue.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, a lot of hub on that place. That's at the wind, right?
4: Uh, no. No,
0: it's, it's off it's, it's off strip.
4: Oh off no, strip. that's
1: red eight. Never mind. I'm thinking of a different place.
4: So we went there on record. Kind of from- <laughs> and <laughs> yes. And uh it was like a twenty nineteen hour wait. Yeah wow so we decided
0: we yeah we not. yeah but that's that's on the list um and uh um well binions no, no no i mean if if you want just greasy breakfast food the diner at binions is is your best bet uh or or the uh the pepper mill um but uh yeah, for evening fair, I mean, we we had a fantastic dinner at the SW Steakhouse last oh year. Gosh, uh, at the Wynn, um, uh, Bizarre Meats is always a great uh, a great choice. So there there is a lot of great uh, a great a lot of great food to be had in Vegas.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Bear. What do you got? Oh man, it's one of my favorite spots. I've been there every year. Uh, we're we're going again. Uh, one of the evenings. So excited for Yardbird. Oh, uh, right there so in good. the intersection of the sands and stuff, uh, some of the best food I've eaten in Las Vegas. It's Southern comfort with twist. Freaking love it. It's fantastic. Um, love the uh, love the love our post show tradition of eating ramen. Um, it's it's one of the things I actually look forward to uh, the most. And uh, with considering how much my throat was killing me last year, uh, it was it's so awesome to eat. So, but, uh, a lot of, a lot of great, like Matt said, a lot of great food, a lot of great stuff. I'm sure we'll have a new one this year to talk about next year. So I'm, I'm pumped.
1: And Coop, I'll make this easy for you. In addition to in and out Burger, where else are you looking forward to eating? No, no it's not in it <laughs> Uh, so bears talking about gin- ginger
3: ramen on Flamingo. That's, uh, we'll be going there. He mentioned Yardbird. That is the other one that, uh, we're going, um, and then there's a third. And the third is I, I'm hoping to get there, and it was mentioned also, is Bizarre Meats. I mean, I put those three as, like, the places I want to go to. We tried to get into Bizarre Meats last year, and we didn't have luck. Not, we ended up going.
2: Not, not, the, not the place I took you for breakfast, Coop?
3: No. <laughs> but, no, it was good. It was good. I just you, – you can't get me to go to a breakfast place. Well, there's nothing you, that would excite me for breakfast. You guys could be, be
1: like fake Alan Rubin and order a $40 waffle on room service.
2: <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. He... It's, his, uh, it's his favorite city, even though he says it's his fifth favorite city. Fourth,
3: yeah, fourth or fifth. Yeah, it's his favorite guy. Guy of the countdown going to Vegas. <laughs>
1: for nice. me, for me, it's gonna be uh, my favorite breakfast place is Mona Bega because I love the crepes. Yeah, that's um, the place we're talking about. Yeah, fuck yeah, that. It's awesome. yeah. It's I money. love that place. Uh, that's definitely my top. That's maybe my number two, uh, Hell's Kitchen, and I really want to go to if I can swing it this with time I want to go to the golden steer so that's well we going
3: we went there it's good good place
1: yeah so that that would be that would be my three uh I know we're running short on time Coop I want to get I want to get you out of here as soon as I can but before we just jump off the show closing thoughts um you know guys thank you for all being here first of all uh really excited to be with you all next week it's going to be a great time uh, we sure have a lot of things planned at smoking tobacco and there'll be more on that in Las Vegas. So stay tuned. Uh, we have a couple of tricks up our sleeve and um, that's really it guys. Any, it, I'll, I'll, I'll go around the horn again, but any, any closing thoughts, anything you want to say a, about the show that uh, you're looking forward to, or just any, any comments you want to make have at it. HBTC. Well,
4: I think we covered everything yeah, yeah.
0: just it, We're good, it, as always extremely excited to see you guys yeah. and everybody else from cigar media all the brand owners all the manufacturers the retailers um love being back together with everybody and and looking forward to it
2: bear i've thoroughly enjoyed the assembly of these pots tonight it's been fun it's been fantastic uh but graciously and humbly matt i from the bottom bottom of my sincere heart, thank you for inviting me it was it was a lot of fun tonight. Thank you so much.
3: Absolutely,
1: buddy. I love you, and Coop. Uh yeah.
3: Same message. Remember going forward. I think. Well, the last thing I'll say is there's a. I think there's whenever there's a positive energy going into the trade show, it usually ends up being a positive energy. Um. So I think that's a very good sign that we're seeing a lot of people excited about the show, and uh, manufacturers don't fuck it up like you did last year. That's what just want to say at the end. <laughs> No, no photos. You don't need to do photos, okay?
2: Positive way to go to end it, Coop. Yeah. Positive. Being positive, <laughs> hey, but bring, positive, but bringing up a sore subject. I'm gonna, tra- I'm gonna drop the negative. I'm just telling them
3: they the they, they can't. Don't mess this up. Uh, don't mess this up, manufacturers. Find a better way to do. It. Oh hey, Jesus. Yeah.
2: You're a natural. Just don't fuck it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be great.
1: All right, guys, that's going to do it tonight from Smoking Tobacco and our roundtable. Thank you so much to all the guys here tonight. Appreciate it. Can't wait to see you all very, very soon in Las Vegas uh, and get to be together. There will not be a show next week, and there will also not be a spare notes. We will see you with those shows when we get back, and there will be a lot to talk about for sure. Also, uh, we, I think all of us, are going to be on How About That Cigar uh, that following – or not that Monday, the Monday after, right? Two weeks from – We have –
0: we have you and Nicole, and we have uh, Mike and Mike from Cigar Hustler.
1: Ah, uh, okay, that's what it was. That's what it was. Uh, so we'll be on there, and uh, that's it. Just stay tuned. We're all we're all of us in our own way through our own channels. We'll bring you the best coverage from the PCA Trade Show. And with that, we'll see you from Las Vegas. Take care.
3: Thank
0: you for spending your time with us at Smoke and Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokeAndTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.